Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Frame Focus Photo. It's episode 23. I'm Analog Mike coming to you from Hong Kong. And as always, I'm joined by Digital Lynn in Aberdeen, Scotland. Lynn, how are you? Yeah, yeah good. And yourself, Mike? Uh, no complaints. It is Fair. cloudy. Uh, it's been raining a bit. It's not too hot, thankfully. It's uh, humid. How is the weather in Aberdeen? This weekend is actually a heatwave. We're getting into double digits, 17 degrees Celsius, and uh, later on, definitely getting out the barbecue. Ah, excellent. I can smell it from here. Cannot wait. Cool. So what's on the pro what's on the agenda for today, Mike? Okay, uh, today we're talking about something you suggested, Len, uh, which is project photography. Um, and uh, you told me that this was uh, inspired by our most uh, recent guests, uh, being Jeremiah, Yasuhiro and Rami. Yep, exactly that. Um... Yeah, I've done one project in the past, black and white, for, well, not even a month, so two weeks. Couldn't quite uh, manage it, and listening to these guys, they've definitely got me inspired. So, uh, you've got a lot of experience with it, and hopefully give us all the guidance that we need, which I'm looking forward to. Um, so, first off, for our listeners, what do you consider as a project, Mike? Okay, uh, well, Lena, project is any time you've gone out to make pictures with an intended use. Uh, I think that's maybe the easiest way to think about it because a, really a project can be anything from one single photograph uh, all the way to a lifetime work. Um, uh, you know, and we'll talk about the differences there uh, between a planned project and a retrospective type of project. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I'll start off by talking about my first real photography project, which was uh, Project 365. The idea being that we had to photograph and share one photograph every single day for a year, or as close as possible as we practically could. Yeah. Um, and so that a, would be a good example of a planned <coughs> project, because I knew how long I was going to be doing it, and um, be a, a, a project that can then take numerous forms and actually so in my case it's a project that influences everything I'm still doing now with my photography um, uh, in a lot of different ways but it yeah. can also be a single photograph yeah. uh, Len, uh, something as simple as um, your wife saying oh I'd love a photograph in the living room um, about this size and over there and you go and look through your archives you find one make sure you're happy with editing or re-edit it a little bit, find a printer, have it printed out, mount it on the wall. Even that is a project. Um, so yeah. photo photography projects can take all forms. I've always looked at projects and thought, you know what, it's not just a, a one photo um, setup, that this is something you're going to do for the next 30, 60, 1,000 days. Um, so that's kind of why I've never been able to stick with them. So looking at something shorter, it's definitely doable. Yeah, uh, and uh, we've got an announcement on a little project that anybody <laughs> wants to join us uh, is welcome to do. We'll talk about that at the end. But yeah, um, and you bring up the point about big projects um, having the potential to get overwhelming. And this is something yeah. I've definitely experienced myself. And 
uh, one of the primary causes for me sometimes giving up on projects is uh, you know sometimes just the idea is great but the volume of work that uh, can be generated by a project can be just too much and so you sort of throw in the towel um, yeah yeah. I, mean, I look at your project 365, I still don't know how you managed to do that daily, but do you find that your photography grew during that project or were you really just taking the same sorts of photos day in, day out? That's a really good question, Len. Um, actually, uh, the project itself I don't think, um, well yeah, I guess I could say the project did cause my photography to grow and I'll, I'll explain how in my own experience of it at the end of project 365 you know one of the exercises that Jeremy suggested is to go back and find reoccurring themes you know what yeah. were the things that caught your attention through the year that you found yourself shooting routinely and in my case that was a lot of abstract pictures and a lot of architectural pictures I did a lot of streets and things like that as well just because you know, I always had the camera with me, which is something we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but the pictures that moved me the most, the pictures I enjoyed making the most, and the ones that I was inspired to continue making were, were sort of either abstracts, architecture, a little bit of landscape here and there. Um, so, uh, and to this day, those are the genres of pictures that I, I put the most energy into. So, yeah, okay. it, it certainly did have, and still is, uh, as I said at the start of the show, uh, still is having a very profound effect on my own photography. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's one way for all of us to grow and learn, which the nice part as well, um, you were using a Facebook group to do it, and you were able to see what everyone else was posting, and you were posting as well. So you also get inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, inspiration and also being held accountable because you know there's a group of friends that are relying yeah. on you to take part and they're taking part. So uh, it motivates uh, each other and uh, you know it also just uh, forces you to be held accountable to some, some extent. Yeah. Mm. So let's take a look at the differences you're talking about, um, like plan versus retrospective. Um, I mean, what do you mean by these? Okay, uh, so uh, Plan Projects, Project 365 is a good example. And if you cast your mind back to our recording with Jeremiah, I forget, was that episode 19, Lynn? I don't remember anymore. Um, but uh, yep, our, Episode 19, good memory, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so our recording with Jeremiah where he was documenting the alleyways of Hong Kong and um, I asked him in that interview how did he know that, um, when the project was finished and he gave a very good answer he said well I'm gonna do this for one year and that after that year the project is finished um, so that's a very good example of a planned project um, okay. a retrospective project is going back through the work you've uh, created over a period of time and putting together something from that and uh, again we had a nice example there with Yasuhiro Ogawa uh, and his book The Dreaming and those images uh, span 27 years and uh, over that period of 27 years what I found most remarkable about his work is that he stuck with one focal length 28 millimeter lens yeah. one film stock 
and he used that for the entire period and then when he turned 50 and he thought well my studio is a bit chaotic I need to sort it out and he started going through all his old negatives he thought oh there's something here from my travels and yeah. he started uh, printing out some of the uh, negatives that he had took it to publish and that led to the dreaming which is the book project we covered uh, as well as the exhibition currently on at uh, Blue Lotus Gallery. Yeah. Okay. So I, th I think that's two really nice examples of the difference between a planned versus retrospective type of project. Yeah, definitely. Um, you used the word earlier, Mike, I'm going to take you back, that gets me daunted, um, documented. You know, it sounds like these things have to be all formal. You know, it's which brings me to, are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for other people or what do you aim to get out of your projects? Yeah, and that's very personal. Uh, it depends on you, right? Uh, okay, yeah. if you're a paid photographer or a photojournalist, well, your uh, aim is going to be very different to a fine art photographer or, you know, serious enthusiasts like yourself and I that um, we just want to create something that's meaningful to us, maybe something that's beautiful, yeah. something we can share with our friends. Um, and so what you're getting out of the project will be different uh, for everybody, uh, or what they want to get out of the project will be different for everybody. Yeah. So let's take like Project 365, what did you want to get out of it? That's a very good question. Um, <laughs> Throwing you in the deep end, yeah? Huh? Yeah, I mean, a very broad stroke is to say, I just wanted to improve my photography. And, you know, it's like okay. anything, uh, uh, the more you practice, the better you get. And when you have to practice every single day, even if it's for five minutes, mm. you get really good. Um, uh, if nothing else, uh, uh, on the technical side of handling your camera, at the end of that year, I could do everything with my camera, just about with my eyes closed, um, because I, it was just muscle memory. And, yeah. Um, so if nothing else, uh, that was the, the thing I planned to improve, but the result was something actually far more important, I think, in terms of what I got out of it at the end. Um, which, yeah, okay, I was really comfortable with my camera, but anyone who uses their own camera for long enough can, can get to that level. But yeah. the project, uh, as I said, influences to this day everything that I'm still photographing. Okay. And other projects that you've done that you've enjoyed? Uh, yeah, something similar to Project 365. I, I, I'd love to use the word enjoyed with Project 365 <laughs> a bit loosely because it was exhausting at the end of it we were all yeah. absolutely over it um but uh yeah we, we enjoyed a lot of the pictures and the results so we followed that up with a project 52 which was uh one photograph a week um and uh for both of us we kind of had a very specific narrative um uh jeremy um decided to go with uh, using a cell phone uh, shooting square aspect ratio in color um, so that was what he uh, did for um, 
Project 52, and in yeah. my case, I was doing uh, double exposures for that project. So we had sort of given very clear um, guidelines, but also just a slightly less daunting uh, schedule in that we only had to post once a week. Yeah. And out of the two projects, which did you prefer? Uh, I, I got something meaningful out of both of them. I, I, I don't think I preferred either one over the other. Um, I, I found Project 52 easier to manage just because of the time, time frame involved mm. in it. At Project 365, I recommend it to everybody with a disclaimer that you'll probably be exhausted at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I can well believe. Yeah. Um, okay, so looking at the different ways you can present your projects, give our listeners some uh, examples. What what could you do with your final work and how could we um, show it to the world if that's what you plan to do? Yeah, uh, look, I mean, the output of the projects and the presentation of the projects uh, will vary uh, and a lot of what the project itself is can influence that. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you some examples there. Um, there was this guy, Brandon Barry, who turned a New York skyscraper into an ultra-large format camera. And, you know, the output was literally one photograph, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, the way he shared that was through a YouTube video, the making of kind of thing, and a bit of background yeah. and how he involved... Um, uh, college students with the project so uh, you know YouTube YouTube slideshows of the work you've made is obviously one way online albums and um, social media like uh, Instagram Facebook uh, Flickr uh, 500px yeah. and those sort of places is uh, something you can do um, you can publish a book or a zine um, or it could be a frame project that goes on the wall um, home decoration type thing or uh, something you've suggested before Len is like a calendar of your last year's photographs which would be a very yeah. nice little retrospective uh, project you'd only need to go and find 12 pictures that you've made over the last year and put yeah. a little calendar together for yourself and maybe for family and friends um, yeah so those are some of the ways you can present projects I'm sure there's a lot more out there but those are very common. Yeah. yeah. My one worry, though, is I, I must be honest, I hate putting my work out there. Um, I don't know, maybe just too afraid of criticism. But something I suppose you've got to work through and get over and just do it. And that's where I quite like the idea of these small groups. With the, Like I see on your project 365, I was just having a look at it on Facebook. You had a total of 129 members. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, out of those 129 members, uh, I think four or five of us were posting, you know, for the project, and then there was maybe a, uh, probably a half a dozen people who re routinely followed or commented, and most of it was family and friends. Um, okay. So it was sort of a safe space to, you know, just put the work out there. Yeah, um, yeah uh, you know, I think dealing with the... Um, potential negative commentary that can manifest in the internet is definitely something that holds people back um, yeah. but I think you know 
you've got to sort of develop a certain level of thick skin when you're starting to take your photography seriously because the internet's not the only place where you can generate negative commentary. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, spend enough time around a gallery or a museum or with a, a group of photographers and uh, you'll find that uh, they are equally capable of saying some <laughs> unpleasant things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it, it's, you know, I think it's just something that you have to realize uh, isn't important what other people think. Um, Project 365 is a really good way to overcome that because uh, most days you're not going to make uh, an award-winning shot. Uh, that's just the yeah. reality of life with photography. Um, it's more of a testament to yourself and to others that I'm following through with this, I'm doing this, and you know, um, here's a, a p picture I took today as evidence yeah. that I'm following through with my project. Um, and that uh, uh, gives you a, a level of satisfaction. Um, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than coming out with something, uh, a finished product. Mm. And that's like um, when we were talking, and even just in our prep for this, that's the big thing is what is your objective? Is what do you want to get out of projects? You know, what do you want to achieve? Um, yeah, definitely something from, for everyone to think about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, if if you feel that the project has something to offer you, then it really doesn't matter what other people have to say. You know, it's something you obviously it's important to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing the, these sort of projects. Um, and so you know, when people have genuine feedback that can be helpful, it's important to pay attention to that. Uh, because often yeah. uh, that kind of advice comes unexpectedly um, and is well intended but uh, can also be a hard pill to swallow um, yeah. but you know when it's just sort of outright negative commentary on your pictures uh, I think you can just write that off and, and forget about it it's not important yeah would you recommend um, looking at other people's work for projects or just sort of dive heads head first into Facebook and find the first project you can and sign up? Uh, no, I definitely recommend um, looking at other people's work. And as we were discussing off air, Len, I mean, this episode itself was uh, coming from your inspiration uh, that came from the three people we interviewed. Yeah. And just for our listeners to get a bit of an understanding these interviews that we do with photographers, it's not a case that we just get them on the line and start firing questions at them. Uh, both Len and I do quite a lot of homework over the week or two that leads up to an interview, studying the background of the photographer, the work they've done, um, uh, and formulating... Figuring out who they got the inspiration from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, based on that, that's how we come up with the questions that we ask in the interviews so um, yeah studying other photographers is really important and uh, it can be the catalyst for inspiring you to do something with your own photography yeah definitely um, which is why I can't wait um, Mike was saying earlier we've got the announcement uh, we're gonna do our own seven-day black and white project um, why do we always end up on black and white Mike 
uh, because it's awesome. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I uh, well, I think I know part of the answer, and uh, I'm going to throw the ball back in your court, Lynn. Yeah. Um, you had a, a photography project experience, which was black and white photography. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll get back to the details of this project that we sure. had in mind. Well, I think it was your fault to start with. It was do the 30 days of black and white. Um, I managed all of about just over two weeks. And this is where I battle with projects because I was sitting in Bangkok. There was one of these festivals going on and the colors were just absolutely amazing. You couldn't shoot it in black and white. You were just going to lose the effect. Um, so what did I do? Instead of just saying, well, today I'm going to allow myself to shoot in color and go back to the project tomorrow, I just said, well, you know what? Project doesn't work. Scrap it entirely. Um, and that's where I battle. Um, so, okay, we'll get back to our project in just a second. But, Mike, what would you do there? Would you rather just say, you know what? It doesn't work. Just leave it. Or what's your best way around this sort of thing? No. Uh, well, I think you touched on the solution yourself there, moments ago, Len, in that, uh, you know, just because you're shooting a project doesn't mean you only have to shoot that project. There will yeah. be circumstances where you see something else that's really cool and say, oh, you know, actually that's really cool in color. I'd love to shoot that in color. It doesn't mean you have to, from that point on, forget about black and white. Yeah. Um, you know, you can go home and say, okay, no, I'm just going to do one very quick five-minute project. I'll even do a little still life of my glass of water right next yeah. to the side table in the window and just to keep the project going so that you tick that box so that you still yeah. have that um, level of satisfaction that you're on track and then you've still got your color picture from you know the festival that day or whatever yeah. it was um, Good, life that's is, the problem life yeah. is going to throw a whole lot of <laughs> unexpected things at you that are outside yeah. the scope of your project, which are really cool and awesome experiences. That's so, worth doing. Yeah. yeah. But see, that's where one of my problems comes in. Like with that project that I was doing, the thing was to set your camera to black and white, right? which I did. Um, in fact, it was just my cell phone that I was doing. But like, here's the question to you now. Like, if you're doing a black and white project, do you shoot it in RAW that you can always go and change it later so you've got an escape clause? Or do you just say, I'm shooting black and white, save the JPEG, that's it? Well, uh, if you shoot it in RAW uh, so that you've got an escape clause, so to speak. Um, but then it's not like a real project to me. It's not like you committed, if you know what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I've, I've got a way out if this doesn't work. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> uh, if you're really worried about that, I'd say shoot black and white film. Um, and then you have choice <laughs> in the matter. Um, no, but, uh, you know, um, it comes back to what we said earlier, you know, just because one circumstance that you experienced yeah. is really cool, but outside the scope of your project, um, it doesn't mean that your project isn't of value or valid. Um, and another thing I'll add, uh, Len, just out of curiosity, how often do you go back to that photo from the festival in Thailand? Um, should we say in the last week, the last year? Uh, let's say in the last year. <laughs> um, I don't think that Apple Photos has actually brought it up as one of my on this day yet. So let's say never. Okay. And this is going to bring up a very important point for me. Um, 
you've never gone back to the photograph even though no. you shot it in color which is what you wanted to do if you had yeah. shot it and finished your project do you think there would be a chance you would have gone back to your black and white project at some point during the year um i don't know because still part of the projects that i haven't worked out is how i'm going to finish off the project you know i wouldn't mind putting together a little youtube slideshow or something like that yeah um so that you can actually get back to it yeah. but no at this point you know it's kind of like when i'm finished it, it's done it's gone away um and and you know what actually coming back to it what did i learn out of that i learned a little bit of how to shoot in black and white which yeah. is actually the purpose yeah yeah hmm. so yeah okay mike <laughs> Uh, that's that's kind of my point there is that you know um it's so easy to get distracted and uh, this happens to everybody i mean i i can tell you um i've got a a lot more projects that didn't work out because i got distracted or discouraged than projects i have that did work out um the 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 unfinished projects uh, far outweigh the finished ones um so that's not something that's unique to any one there are some photographers who are really good. Jeremy Greenberg is actually pretty good at this, at having projects and seeing them through. Um, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm a little bit more like you, Len, in that there are times where uh, I get overwhelmed by the volume of the projects, I think. Um, and so that's something that uh, is... is uh, something I'd like to work on let's say and I think one of the ways around that or one of the ways to deal with that is instead of thinking about the 60 pictures you need to make just think about the next picture you have to make as a project on its own get that picture under your belt and then move on to the next next photograph um, and and treat it the same way and and sort of take it in small bite sizes rather than um, you know some huge in undertaking and even one photograph still makes you feel like you're getting nowhere um, if yeah. you know what I mean yeah and like you said when you're running a couple of projects at the same time yeah you know yeah. so you can shoot differently on different days or whatever you feel like doing yeah yeah absolutely okay um so let's get back to this um project that we're going to do I'm getting excited about it already um so starting on the 26th of April, right? Yeah, 26th of April uh, for seven days. We're going to do black and white, one photo a day. And the nice part is seven days, seven photos. It's really not going to be that difficult. Um, Mike, I've got like a backlog of seven photos. Can I use them? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but I need an escape clause, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, if it was... Um, uh, <laughs> 365 days of black and white i'd say oh, okay maybe uh, but no, uh, seven days is a small project it's uh okay uh, you know we all have five minutes in our day it doesn't matter if you use your cell phone yeah. um yeah, actually i might encourage you to use your cell phone because that makes less excuses for you not yeah. to get the work done you know if uh, you're gonna if i'd said oh you need to do seven black and white pictures on your large format camera in seven days i'd say ah Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll let you off the hook. But um, most people either have a cell phone or a lightweight camera or something that's easy enough to get the work done. Um, yeah, so seven black and white pictures, seven days. 
uh, and uh, I think Len's going to set up the Facebook page for us. Yep, and, set uh, up already, so it'll be in the show notes. Thanks, Mike. Okay, awesome. And uh, yeah, I think it's a small enough project that we can all take part um, and uh, it's, uh, the workload and the timeline is uh, realistic enough um, for all of us to put something out there. And I want to go back to something we spoke about during this show is that uh, you don't need to worry if the picture's not a gallery quality image, you know. It's more a case of just getting through the process and if you happen to make a superb image along the way, awesome. Yep. Uh, but that's not um, the intent. The intent is just to see a project through and to look back on it and say, okay, I, I set a task and I got through it. Looking forward to it. Cool. Um, is there any other guidelines that I need to know about? Like, um, could it be a time-lapse photo or does it have to be a specific photo? Uh, oh, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good question then. Um, well, you set the Facebook page, so I'll let you set the rules. And you're our rules guy anyway, so um, <laughs> uh, I'll let you set the rules for, for that. So I, I, I think, you know, creativity is key here. So if people want to do, you know, seven days of time lapses, why not let them... Uh, the only caveat that I have there is it becomes more of a video than a photograph. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, whatever, whatever takes your fancy, really. Okay, cool. Um, so the only thing then, let's just go with black and white. And if you do do time lapses, let's say like five or six seconds, somewhere there, max ten seconds. Awesome. So and it doesn't get too bad. Yeah. And uh, Lynn, so you've set up the Facebook page. How can yeah. people take part in this project? Just put me on the spot now, Mike. I need to find the project. Um, so if you go to our Facebook page, uh, Frame Focus Photo, and you go to our groups, you'll find uh, the black and white seven days group uh, in our groups there. And Mike will put a direct link in the show notes as well. Yep, absolutely. And uh, what about in Instagram? Can people take part in Instagram as well? Definitely. Um, we'll put up a tag uh, as well, and that can all be shared through our Instagram page, through our Facebook page. And Mike, you're on this whole thing about projects, and you've spoken a couple of times about YouTube videos and that. Maybe we should try and put the seven days photos into a short little video for the guys who have contributed. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try to put something like that together. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, if you're listening to this, please do take part. We need as many people as possible to join us. Uh, if it's just Lynn and I, a video of uh, 14 pictures is not really going to cut it. Um, <laughs> so uh, the more the merrier. Uh, please do take part and, and join us. Great. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on uh, projects? No, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody's work. Um, yeah, how about you, Len? Yep, um, cannot wait. At least I know I'm going to finish this project. And if I don't, well, you're going to hold me accountable. Yep, the wrath <laughs> of the internet will be at your doorstep or your Instagram step or whatever we call it these days. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately these days you cannot hide. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> if you're yes. online, you can't hide. Yeah, yep, you can run, but you cannot hide. Uh, cool. Exactly. It's been a great discussion, Lynn, and I hope everybody's enjoyed the project. I hope, uh, or 
for the discussion about projects, I should say. Yeah. And I hope everybody will join us in the project. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing what comes of it. All right. Thanks again, everyone. And we will talk to you again soon. Have a good week. Cheers for now. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Find us on the web www.framefocusphoto.com or Facebook and Instagram at framefocusphoto. Email framefocusphoto at gmail.com and don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode. The music for this show was provided by the talented Varun and you can follow him on Instagram at rainvioletsky.